too much, baby. You talk too much. You talk too much, baby. You talk too much. You yak, yak, yak. You yak too much. In the morning, talk all night long. You talk about people that don't, that you don't know. You talk too much, baby. You talk too much, baby. You talk too much. This is Matt Santos. You're listening to episode number 190 of the Mile High Show. I am recording this uh, all by my lonesome. This will be a solo cast for you guys. Primarily for the good folks at the Podcast Radio Network. You can find out info on them, the great Mr. John Sweeney, at podcastradionetwork.net. Rebroadcast on iTunes, TuneIn, all over the place. It's an online uh, radio streaming service, a live radio service, 102.6 out of Brooklyn, New York, and also all over the world at podcastradionetwork.net. Um, they rebroadcast our show each and every week on Sunday evenings, uh, Arizona time about 5 o'clock, 8 o'clock on the East Coast. And that's where we get a bulk of our listeners, a good, nice chunk of our listeners, Um which means that uh, because the good folks over there at Podcast Radio Network are kind enough to rebroadcast us, I got to have a show for them every week. And I have been working my tail off at uh, both my, uh, my, my secular job of photography and media consulting as well as this podcasting stuff. Uh, and I've been burning the candle at both ends, and unfortunately, that means that I have uh, I didn't get to sit down and record with anybody this week. But that's okay because uh, one of the reasons why I a lot of reasons why I wanted to launch this show to begin with the Mile High Show is so that I can get out and meet with uh, talented and interesting folks in the uh, arts and entertainment world, but also as a way where I can just flush out ideas. Now, those of us of a certain age, I am in my, uh, in my early fifties and those of those hovering at, or a little above my age know what I'm talking about. Uh, the younger set, probably not. They associate all this stuff with podcasting. But if you remember the days of, uh, Oh, early and mid seventies is when it came to my attention. But the pirate radio uh, phenomena, which uh, made us all think uh, how great it would be to be broadcasting our thoughts and our ideas uh, over the airwaves, uh, where they would set out uh, these homemade rigs, uh, low band, uh, low frequency radio broadcasting stations they do out of their garages, out of their basements. Uh, some would actually do it right out of a boat offshore, which is, I think, how they came up with the term pirate radio. But some were mobile. They would set up in warehouses, garages, uh, vans, and drive around and play music 
specifically that you couldn't hear on on uh, on commercial radio, even the FM bands, the early early days of FM. But also thoughts and ideas, comedy, uh, old comedy albums and comedy bits and uh, and homemade uh, prank tapes and, and things of that nature. That's what would get the ear of the uh, pirate radio listeners. And it had kind of a, a romantic uh, idea behind it where there was some some wise wise and hip dude sitting in a in a dark room somewhere with a with a microphone and a little tube amp and a and a little makeshift radio shack kit and an antenna outside and he would broadcast to the neighborhood and then the neighborhood kids those the cool kids in the neighborhood would tune in on some off frequency and hear stuff you just couldn't hear on on commercial radio and it was wild and it was edgy and it was uh and it was uh, often obscene and it was it was crazy that's what pirate radio was and that's what i always thought would have been a cool thing to do uh as a kid and now that that comes to light in the form of podcasting and there are millions of podcasts out and about in the uh in the universe and it's kind of um brought pirate radio to uh to the fingertips of everybody. I think that's kind of why I wanted to do this show when I first launched it. Because I have I have some ideas, I have some thoughts, I have old short stories and monologues and essays floating around in my head and on notebooks and paper and and shoved away in desk drawers and in boxes in my garage and um and uh, I always wondered what other people would think about those ideas. So, uh, you know, years ago, decade, you know, decade and a half ago, I started a blog, Pop's Place on blog. Uh, oh, I don't even know where it is. Anywhere. It's on there. It's on my Facebook page where I would just ramble in the middle of the night typing on the on the um, on the on the keyboard and and putting stuff out there, little short stories and, and essays and thoughts. And uh, I enjoyed doing it. Didn't know if anybody was reading it. And then every once in a while I'd get a, a little feedback. Blogspot is where it is. And I'd get a little feedback from somebody. And, uh, you know, I remember I got one avid listener, regular li- or reader, uh, was out of Pittsburgh, I think. And I got some out of Australia. And I got some out of the Midwest and some from Canada and other parts of California where I was at the time. Just ramblings that I would throw out there, not sure if anybody would ever read, and uh, and uh, and they would, and I, you know, if, even if it was one or two or three or four people, I'd get some feedback, and um, that's uh, again kind of why I wanted to do this podcast when I launched this nearly four years ago, was to flush out ideas and thoughts, and then at the same time being able to sit down and have conversations with interesting people, and I think I've done that. I have enjoyed it. I'm not sure if you as listeners have enjoyed it. Uh, the little bit of feedback that I do get seems to uh, seems to be that uh, some of you like it. Um, and then, like I said, the good folks at podcastradionetwork.net uh, rebroadcast us, so maybe they see some some uh, benefit in um, in me jabbering on. Um, a couple things that are coming up. We've talked about on on recent podcasts. On October 13th, which will be next week, two weeks from now, 
Candace Devine, friend of mine, friend of the show, will be performing at the uh, world-famous Elks Theater, the historic Prescott Elks Theater in Prescott, Arizona. Candace Devine, live at the Elks Theater, October 13th, 2018, at 7 p.m. Grammy-nominated songwriter. She is an incredible artist as well as just an incredibly fun person to hang out with. Check back at milehighshow.com. I sat down and talked with her a couple of weeks ago, so um, listen in as... uh, as she talks about her journey, I sat down with both her, uh, Candace, and a uh, friend of the show, Darren Mahoney, and had a good time. So Candace Devine, live at the Elks Theater, October 13th at 7 p.m. Tickets available at PrescottElksTheater.com, 928-777-1370. Um, check it out. So she, she's a, an excellent artist. Uh uh, she's kind of a, I'm, I'm throwing it as a sponsor for this show just because, uh, she was kind enough to sit down with us. But, um, that Elks Theater is such a beautiful theater to hear music, uh, performed. I've photographed there many times over the years, uh, saw live performances, music, and otherwise there, uh, comedy and, and, and the, and the like, uh, over the years, uh, Wes Williams played there a couple of years ago. I shot. It's just a beautiful old style theater for uh, a live opera house is what it was designed for a hundred or so years ago, and it's just a great place to uh, to uh, to see some artists display their art. And Candace Devine will be doing so October thirteenth. What I'm doing, I'm kind of rambling on here because I'm going through my Facebook page of all the things that are uh, that are happening in and around the area. Um, What else is out there? Oh, I just got back from Big Pine Comedy Festival in Flagstaff last week, and uh, that was a blast. Uh, Any any regular listeners to this show know that uh, comedy is a passion of mine. I have been a fan of comedy since, uh, since I was just a youngster, a young kid watching... Uh, Mike Douglas, Merv Griffin, Dinah Shore, Dick Cavett, of course, the great Johnny Carson Tonight Show, um, which were all showcases for stand-up comics, uh, the cream of the crop for their day during those eras. And uh, I really enjoy stand-up comedy. I enjoy storytelling. And that's why I'm such a big fan of the comedy festivals that happened right here in Arizona, like the Big Pine Comedy Festival. BigPineComedyFestival.com is where information on the most recent, the 2018, as well as past festivals are. I have had the pleasure to be able to be the festival photographer, not just for Big Pine, but their sister festival that happens every spring, Big Pine happening in the fall, and the Bird City that happens every spring. I have attended each and every one of the Bird City comedy festivals. Genevieve Rice, the uh, founder and uh, producer, primary producer of that, along with many, many other hands, uh, including um, many of the producers and uh, and event staff of, of Big Pine, uh, led now by uh, Hillary Hudson and Jack Galvin, primarily Hillary, of course, and her right-hand man, Jack Galvin, along with 
so many from the uh, from the uh, Phoenix and Arizona comedy world. Bill Laskowski, uh, Buck Newman, Brian Kearley. Uh, I, I can't even name the rest. Mary Upchurch. There's, there's just so many that uh, that helped out with that festival, and I have. Uh, been uh been uh privileged to to be their their festival photographer both for Big Pine and Bird City the last few years had a blast last week in Flagstaff um i a couple things that i did realize that that were were really hammered home uh this past week is that i am no longer uh, even close to being a young man i um uh, i uh I was up way, way too long. Uh, the shows typically end long after 2 a.m. The early seminars and workshops start uh, way before 10 a.m. And then the uh, the festivities, the corralling, the late dinners, early breakfasts that we, we would hit after the late shows. I uh, literally, I woke up Friday morning. I went out there Wednesday. Uh, recorded uh, number 189 of the Mile High Show out there, which is on our, our milehighshow.com page uh, and ran on Podcast Radio Network last week. Uh, Wednesday afternoon at the Southside Tavern, a live audience show. Had a blast. Uh, Rob Maybe, uh, Bill Laskowski, uh, uh, Big Irish Jay Hollingsworth, Day Day, Day Adam Peace were on there. It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. That was about an hour and a half after I arrived in Flagstaff. Shot through the night and uh, got to bed what I considered early by about 2 a.m. and then up at about 7.30 in the morning. And that was the most sleep I got all weekend because uh, I then uh, photographed, laughed, attended shows until the wee hours of Friday morning. Uh, Woke up at 6 a.m. Friday and literally did not fall asleep again until Sunday at about at about 1 p.m. when I returned back to Lizard Lane Productions here in Chino Valley. Friday, Friday night, Saturday and Saturday night are a blur because we were up and running constantly that entire weekend, and it was a blast. I got a chance to uh, to meet up with uh, a couple of... Uh, a couple of comics that I have known for a little bit and rubbed shoulders with at different festivals and different shows and stuff um, and had a good time hanging out with and also made some very good new friends. I'll tell you, uh, Jack Jr., uh, his family owns the uh, Ha Ha Club in, in Hollywood. Uh, got a chance to spend some time with him. Again, Day Adam Peace, got to spend some more time with him. Got a little more time with Rob Maybe, who I've known for a while now. Uh, some great, great times, a lot of fun. But a new friend, Chris, Chris Kershaw, uh, got a chance to spend many hours with Chris uh, at Big Pine. Just a treat. A very, very funny guy. Uh had a lot of fun with Chris. Uh, he, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I, I want to get with him, maybe record a podcast with Chris Kershaw. Um, here, where where's his, um, oh, what's his, Chris, Chris, Kershaw Comedy is what his website is. Yeah, kershawcomedy.com. Uh, 
about is on there. You can follow him on Twitter and uh, and Instagram and all that good stuff. But just an all-round solid guy, uh, a lot of fun to hang out with and swap some stories with. Uh, got a chance to meet and spend some time talking to Rick Bronson, owner of the House of Comedy in Minnesota, as well as right here in Arizona. Uh, Matt Broom, another uh, older friend of mine, but uh, somebody I got to spend a little more time with. Just a good, solid group of people, all led by Hillary Hudson, who uh, made sure that 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 uh, festival, Big Pine, ran ran as smoothly as possible. When you when you have a hundred and forty plus comics in one town all trying to get as much stage time as they can and all trying to have as much fun as they can while also participating as much as they can in a in, in a comedy festival. It was just such a blast. We had such a great time. Again, BigPineComedyFestival.com is where you can find out info on the festival and how you can participate or attend in future years. It typically happens around September of every year in Flagstaff, Arizona, and it is a real blast. Uh, I am looking forward to uh, the springtime Bird City Comedy Festival. I'm hoping they'll ask me back to participate as as festival photographer as they have in the past few years. Hopefully. We'll see. Uh, another festival that's coming up shortly in just a couple of weeks is the All Things Comedy Festival in Phoenix. They take over downtown Phoenix, the uh, the uh, oh, Orpheum, uh, uh, Stand Up Live, Tempe Improv, um, Celebrity Theater, I think they're doing some shows at. That I believe they're using the Crescent uh, this year. Uh, Michael Turner and Anwar Newton will be doing uh, their show uh, during the festival. Billy O'Connor will be doing a, a one-man show there. And all the greats from Jay Larson, Ari Shafir, Bill Burr, Al Madrigal, Burt Kreischer, Doug Stanhope, they are all coming. To all things comedy, October, I believe it's 25th, 26th, 27th, or 26th, 27th, 28th. Anyway, allthingscomedy.com is where you can find out information on that. I am looking forward to it. Their first festival was last year, and I was, uh, again, privileged to be part of the event staff photographing that. And word tells they will uh, have me back this year. I'm hoping to be, because that's a, that's a lot of fun. Um well, that's what I've been doing the last few weeks is uh, is is sitting down with artists like Candace Devine, Darren Mahoney, uh, and uh, again spending five days away from home for the uh, Big Pine Comedy Festival in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, what I did since I've gotten back is just gotten back into the uh, the swing of things, working and plugging away at my regular business, enthralled in the uh, comings and goings of Chino Valley, Arizona. I do a lot of work for the town, and we got a lot of stuff coming up. So that means I've been in meetings and at meetings and sitting down trying to stay awake during meetings and... <sighs> You know, there's only so much code enforcement and UDO and and CUPs and uh, conditional use permits and and agendas and minutes that one brain can handle. And I think I have reached my limit in the ten days, eight days I've been back. Um, my brain's full with numbers and budgets and and everything else that I'm supposed to translate into. 
into uh, digestible information for the public. I, I run the town's Facebook and social media and all that good stuff and pr- some press releases and some web content and some broadcast and things. What it is is I have to take town council and study sessions and other type of meetings, take that very exciting information that's discussed there, twist it around, ball it up, uh, reformat it so that it makes sense to the general public. If you have never sat through a town council meeting, you don't appreciate what that means. What it means is basically taking a drawing of a schematic for, say, um, I don't know, like a microphone, like I'm talking into right now. It's a fairly simple thing. People know that you talk into it. It's got a wire that goes to either a recorder or a PA system, and it makes it so you could record and replay or broadcast out loud enough so people can understand it. Pretty simple, right? Now, take the schematics of that microphone and the different... wavelengths and sound waves and the variables and the pluses and the minuses and the ohms and take all that into a schematic drawing and that's what a town council meeting is. It is the schematics of a thing that you use every day. We all use the town. We all use the roads. We all use the water. We all use the sewer. We all use the police department. We all use everything. When we go shopping and buy a piece of gum, we're paying taxes. If we're pumping gas, we're paying taxes. We all do this every day. It's things we use every day. But at a town council meeting or a study session, what they do is they dissect the day-to-day thing that we do, and they, they expose it out. They stretch it all out for the legalities and the Robert's rule of order and the, the, the this and the that and the that, that they have to do. Legally, they have to do that. My job is to take all that information and make it so the general public can understand what they're talking about. It's a mix between engineer speak and legalese, and uh, I get to try and put that into 140 characters for Twitter or a, uh, you know, three-sentence post and a picture for Facebook. It can be fairly mind-numbing, and that's what I've been doing. I got to spend five full days with some of the great comedic minds of the Southwest, having a ball, eating pizza, stuffing my face with wings, and uh, having an adult beverage or two. And then coming back to that and uh, and sitting through town council meetings, it's it takes a lot of getting used to. But that's what I've been doing. And then some of you may know I'm sitting in my garage right now. I'm sitting in our Lizard Lane Productions in Chino Valley, Arizona. It's uh, Lizard Lane. It's it's my garage is what I'm sitting in. Not a big fancy one like Mark Marin sits in. This is a stripped down concrete floor, uh, bare stud walls of a garage slash barn that I uh, that I'm sitting in recording right now, and. Uh, it is mine. It is ours. It is the family home. Uh, we've been here for about four and a half, almost five years. And uh, we were renters. We were renting this place. It's a very odd home. It's an older home. It's about 40 some odd years, 35, 40 years old. 
sits up on a beautiful bluff on the county side of Chino Valley, which means we're not in the uh, town limits proper. We're in the uh, county, but still in the town's zip code. Um, but it's a quiet little, we're at a dead end of a dirt road, a little cul-de-sac. We got one neighbor right next to us that we share, kind of share a driveway with. Great guy, John, retired postal worker. And the next closest home is 150, 200 yards away. Uh, we sit up on a little on a little bluff. We've got beautiful views of the of the southwestern sky. Uh, we're on an acre, a fenced in acre, uh, and we've got 360 degree views. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Granite Mountain right off of our uh, right off of our back door. Uh, the San Francisco Peaks and Little Thumb Butte. We call it Knuckle Butt. It's the uh, Anyway, long story. Uh, some beautiful views through the Flagstaff Mountains and uh, and Mingus Mountain to the front door and out the back door we have a Granite Mountain. It's gorgeous, gorgeous. One acre property, all fenced in with a six foot cyclone fence, and uh, and we've been renting it and uh, and this year we've bought it from our landlord. And uh, bought it, uh, you know, uh, as is. We knew what we were getting into. They knew what they were getting rid of. Uh, they gave us a screaming deal. It's uh, it's embarrassing to even discuss what we got it for and, and how much our payments are. I won't bore you with the details, but just trust me. It's it's obscene what we're getting this for. You would those of you listening and even even the Metro Phoenix area, uh, but especially those of you maybe in California, you 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 don't. You can't believe it. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Uh, we had some problems with it, you know, minor plumbing and, and roof leak and this, that, and the other in the garage. And uh, we had a little sink leak. We had to get rid of a disposal and nothing major. We repainted the bathroom, did a little tile work over the last few years. No problem. It was a couple hundred bucks. They knocked it off the rent. Everything was fine. Everything was good. No major repairs. Then we went through the purchase pros- uh, process and signed the papers this past March, April, and closed escrow May 1, and by May 15, everything, as soon as it was ours, as soon as it was ours, uh, May 15th, kitchen sink falls apart. All the plumbing just falls, falls apart. Our sink had a hysterectomy. It was disgusting. Okay, I can handle that. I I tore it all apart. We replaced the sink, replaced some of the counter, replaced all the under plumbing and snaked everything. I bought myself a snake. I was doing man stuff. I was doing doing man work, which if you know me personally, you know is not my strong suit. But it all happened within two weeks after escrow closing. And then about a month and a half ago, uh, we had an extreme, extremely violent uh, summer storm. This is our rainy season, typically July and August. And in late July, early August, we had sideways rain, thunder, lightning, flooding everywhere. Not for us, like I said, because we sit up on a little bluff. But the property below us, it's an empty field. There's an acre of emptiness below us. It's, a, again, beautiful view. But it flooded out. The roads uh, to the uh, east of us were completely flooded. I was coming back one night, couldn't cross. There was a, a raging river where a road used to be, and I had to go several blocks out of the way to get home. Took some pictures for the town Facebook page and posted them up. I was hanging out with my buddies at the Chino PD as they were blocking the road. And 
getting some pictures for them as well. Anyway, but what happened that evening was a big chunk of our roof, a good probably uh, oh three foot by four foot chunk of shingles blew off and uh, and it was raining in my office inside the house and I am not the handiest of guys i don't uh, I don't know how to fix stuff so i uh, I traded a job for a local handyman in our town who was uh, getting remarried. He's a widower, and he was marrying a a, a local woman, a, a a local widow that they have known each other for a while. And he asked me, he goes, "Hey, how much uh, how much you charge me to shoot a wedding?" I said, "I tell you what, you fix my roof, and we'll call it even." He thought that was a great deal. I thought it was a great deal. Time out. I'm taking a drink. So I um I did the deal. I shot his wedding and um I am still waiting 2 months later for him to come fix my roof. Now, we are uh in the process hurricane. What what is it? Hurricane what? I believe it's Caroline. Hurricane Rosa expected to bring heavy rainfall to Arizona. Hurricane Rosa is bringing heavy rains in a couple of days to our area. So uh, I texted him the other day. I said, hey, uh, buddy, uh, you, 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 you ready to come fix my roof yet? Because I've got a about a uh, four-foot by five-foot section of sheetrock in my office. It needs to be replaced because I can see the rafter through it where it collapsed. And I need that um, that little three-by-four-foot section on the, on the outside with those shingles replaced. I need to get that done because it's been dry since they fell off, but... Uh, but we're expecting some rain. That was Wednesday, and he was going to come by Thursday. Didn't show up Thursday night. I texted him again. Okay, I'll be there on Friday. Friday, he didn't show up. Hey, I need you here on Saturday, and he didn't show up. So I spent the afternoon today on my roof doing man stuff. And uh, again, I am not a man guy. I am a, uh, a male by gender, and that's about it. I can change the oil on my truck. I can, uh, I've done brakes. The most I've ever done vehicle maintenance wise is I changed a head gasket on an old Dodge I used to have. Uh, I've changed fuel pumps. I can do stuff if I can find it on the internet or YouTube or in a real detailed book. But redoing a roof, I'm, I don't know. So, uh, I, I, and plus I had this trade off. So I, uh, I, I, Firmed up the plans for him to come do it, and and uh, not sure why, but he was unable to make it. So I spent the afternoon today with my phone in one hand and a hammer in the other, and on my phone I was looking at a YouTube video on how to replace shingles. I think I did it right. I spent uh, the early part of the afternoon at Lowe's and Home Depot picking up some supplies, and uh, and then I spent the uh, later part of the afternoon up on the roof uh, uh, sliding in shingles and cutting things away and nailing them down and then uh, liquid nailing them and, and doing what I could. And, and I fully expect for my office to be leaking again in about three days as, uh, as the rains come down. We'll see. I'm not sure. Maybe I did a good enough job. I'm not positive. But my idea of manly work is... Uh, 
is throwing some nails up and then uh, calling a man to come finish the job a week or so later. I just hope it got done, and uh, maybe I can get this wedding paid off. Uh, Maybe I can get payment on it uh, after this rain. I'm not sure, but Hurricane Rosa is expected, according to AZ Central, is expected to bring some rainfall, and I hope, I hope my, uh, my patchwork that I did today is sufficient because that's where my computers are. That's where all my camera gear is stored. Uh, that's where all our bookkeeping is. And uh, and it, it, six weeks ago, it was dripping pretty hard in that office. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I got it patched up good enough. Now, speaking of manly things to do, let's throw another sponsor into uh into this show as always this show the mile high show is sponsored by big daddy E's barbecue out of chino valley who were gracious enough to give us a couple of slabs of uh of ribs and a and a pound or two of pulled pork that we took up to big pine and it was eaten within about five minutes of me dropping it at the headquarters there on route 66 but eric veneer oh he gave us a couple of t-shirts too that we raffled off at uh at our uh, at our live podcast, as well as a Blaine Long CD, a couple of them actually. We got rid of a couple of Blaine. Long, got rid of. That's a bad way to put it. We were able to disperse to music lovers Blaine Long, Rosa Still, uh, Rosa Still. Oh, what's Blaine Long? Blaine, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. La la la. Anyway, we gave away some uh, some CDs. Let me pull it up because Blaine is an Rosas Del Rey, Blaine Long and Rosas Del Rey. Go milehighshow.com, look at the archived episodes. I sat down with uh, Blaine, uh, Marcus Whedon, and, uh, and Drew Hall a few weeks back, several weeks ago, to talk about this release. And then uh, Blaine gave me a few copies, and we gave some out to the listeners up in Flagstaff. Beautiful, beautiful music. Blaine Long and Rosas Del Rey. Look them up on Facebook and follow them along. Uh, Drew Hall will be playing with Candace Devine. And I don't know, but Blaine may be joining them too. I'm not sure. But anyway, Big Daddy's Barbecue, BDEBBQ.com is where you can find out information on their food as well as their Friday night music series out in the patio at the Tiny But Mighty Stage featuring great musicians, Chuck Hall, uh, uh, Leslie Earl Lyman, Darren Mahoney, Sky Conwell, um, oh, P.K. Gregory, uh, uh, Dennis Bennett. Uh, every great musician that travels through or is from Prescott has played on that stage, and it's a great. Jet Montana was there recently. Great little venue, great food, great music, and great people. BDEBBQ.com, Big Daddy's Barbecue.com is where you can find out information about the food and the show. Anyway, he's the major sponsor. I'm going to throw out a secondary sponsor. Pay attention. Listen. Raw Customs. R-A-W Customs. uh, The home of custom cycles and autos in Chino Valley. 928-636-R-A-W-W. That is 7299-928-636-R-A-W-W-636-7299. Raw 
customsaz.com who uh, went above and beyond. Now, I talked about it last week on my podcast from Big Pine with Jay Hollingsworth, uh, Dave Peace, uh, Rob, maybe Bill Laskowski, um, and Kane. Uh, Kane, I'm sorry, I forgot your last name. He's uh, uh, touring with with uh, a big Irish Jay Hollingsworth. Um. I brought up the fact that uh, I, or I asked a question if any of these guys have ever suffered a uh, or experienced a near death experience. And I had one. Now, you may not view it as a near death experience, but I sure did. A couple of weeks ago on a Wednesday night, I uh, was on my way to go listen to some great music in Prescott, Arizona at Jersey Lilies. It was the uh, Glenn Walker uh, jam session at Jersey Lilies that happens every Wednesday evening. And I hop on the bike, I hop on my motorcycle, and uh, uh, I, what I ride is a 2004 big, huge Kawasaki Cruiser, a Vulcan VN2000. That's a 2000cc motorcycle. It's basically a um, a small car with only one seat, no doors, no roof. It is a very, very big and heavy bike. Has to be to cruise my big butt around. Uh, and I am uh, driving down Highway 89 in Chino Valley, which is basically our main street, but it is a state highway. Uh, the speed limit is 45, so um, I was doing 45. Of course I was. I would never, ever think about going over the speed limit. I was doing about 65, and uh, I was cruising down the highway, and uh, there's uh, several red lights that I have to pass, but they were all green for some reason. It was about 5.30, almost 6 o'clock on Wednesday, a couple of Wednesdays ago, and I happened to hit all the green lights, and as I was passing a uh, road, I believe it's one south, I think, the Days Inn and the, and the Olsen's Grain Maybe Olson's Great will be a sponsor for us soon. Uh, don't know. Maybe they will. Mike Olson, listen, sponsor us. We got a lot of listeners. They all live locally, and they all buy stuff for their animals. So they all got to buy stuff at Olson's Grain. As I'm passing Olson's, doing <clears throat> 45, of course, yeah, more like 65, uh, I all of a sudden, the back end of the bike kicked out from under me, doing 65. All right, 45. And uh, it kicked off to the left, and I was in the right hand, what we affectionately know as a slow lane, and the back end of the bike started flipping over to the fast lane. If you know what flat, if you ever watch flat track bikers, by, by motorcycle races, where basically they go around the track. Good friends of mine, Bill McDonald, Bill and Mikey McDonald, used to race these. Bill, Bob, and Mikey used to race flat tracks where they're basically sideways the whole time. So the wheel, anyway, you know what I'm talking about, flat track motorcycle racing, where the the bike is basically horizontal. That's what happened. I'm going, tooling down the highway. I get a blowout on the back tire, kicks the back end of the bike out, and it goes into the next lane, almost hits the little truck next to me. And what the driver of that truck thankfully did is kind of locked him up. And slowed down, <laughs> excuse me, so that nobody would hit me, and I almost dropped the bike. Big heavy sucker. The bike, not me. Big heavy bike, and I was able to get back upright and work my way towards the medium, but not exactly to the medium. He, the guy behind me stops, you okay? 
both of us were extremely surprised. I did not end up uh, rolling down the road, you know, head over heels because I, I very easily could have uh, could have dumped that bike at a at a at a higher speed than I would have liked to. Of course, uh, the bike stayed upright, didn't drop it. I killed the engine, kicked down the kickstand, jump off. I was shaking like crazy. Um, several cars are now coming up. There wasn't a lot of traffic, but now they're coming up, and you know we've got to kind of block traffic. So the very first thing I do is I call home, and I get my wife on the phone, tell her where I am, uh, had a problem with the bike, I'm fine, everything's okay, but I need you to come up and kind of run interference to bring the truck, flashers, block traffic, because I, I, I'm in the middle of the road. Now me, so she's on her way. Now me and the uh, gentleman who was next to us, next to me in the truck, we try and move this bike out of the way, but it's so heavy, we really couldn't move it. And then it's not rolling because obviously the tire is shredded; it's on a on a rim. But we couldn't even move it and lift it up off the road. So now I call who I, I happen to have small town living. I, I live in a small town. I know the four or five tow truck vendors in the area. I know them by name. I've shot there. You know, they all sponsor Little League and things, so I've photographed their kids over the years. So I go through my phone. I call one. Oh, we're about an hour and a half out. Sorry, Matt. Can't help you. Call the next one. Same thing, about an hour away. I, I'm sorry. We only have one driver on tonight, blah, blah, blah. Uh, give voicemail on a couple others, and then I call my wife again. Are you on your way because the tow truck's not not coming? She, yes, I'm driving down the road. Then I call, which I also have, again, small town living. I have the number for the non-emergency dispatch for our uh, fire and sheriff and PD for the whole area. I could have called a couple of cops directly, but not knowing if they were on or not, I didn't want to try hit somebody on their cell if they're not working. And then, you know, it wasn't as if I was injured or laying in the highway. You know, I didn't need medical attention, so I didn't want to raise those flags. So I call this non-emergency dispatch, and uh, I explain the situation. I am uh, I'm okay, but I am blocking traffic. I could really use somebody with some flashing lights to come up at least until I can arrange for a tow truck or to get this bike out of the way. As I'm hanging up, a sheriff's deputy comes pulling up, who I recognize. We know each other by by face, and he pulls up. Hey, you okay? Everything all right? Yeah, he blocked traffic. We're okay. 30 seconds later, a Chino PD pulls up, uh, Officer McIntyre, who I know uh, fairly well from seeing him around uh, town and at meetings and various things. Doesn't even say a word. He just gets out of his car and starts laughing. And he says, and my wife, for those of you that don't know, my wife works for the town as well. I am a contractor with the town. My wife is an actual town employee. She is in their IT department, so she deals with Every employee is they need help with things like email or cell phones or, you know, whatever, workstations and things. So she knows all these folks. My wife, Sandra. So uh, this, this Chino PD officer pulls up, got his lights up. He's blocking traffic. And uh, he looks at me and he goes, first words out of his mouth, Sandra is going to kill you. <laughs> yes, she is. And as a matter of fact, she's on her way. 
Uh, so he says, well, let's try and move this out of the way. So now myself, a Chino PD, and a, a Yavapai County Sheriff are trying to move this bike, and we couldn't move it. As we're trying to muscle it, this uh, local business, and I'll plug them as well, B&M Painting, which is right next to Raw Custom Cycles. And now I'm coming to find, I believe they're owned by the same folks or at least have some kind of partnership going right there on the highway in Chino Valley, 1610 Highway 89 in Chino Valley on the south end of town. This B&M painting guy pulls up who also recognizes me by face. He goes, hey, uh, you okay? Did you, you heard it all? I said, no, just trying to get a tow to get this bike out of the road. And he goes, nope, I'm right next to Raw Customs. We'll be back in a minute. So he takes off, and within 10 minutes, Raw Custom Cycles and B&M Painting are there with a flatbed trailer. We load the bike. Five of us load the bike up onto the trailer. They tow it to their shop. My wife now comes. Sheriff is cut loose. PD cuts loose. And then he asked me, he goes, how fast were you going? I said, hey, McNair, he's going 45, of course. It's 45. He goes, no, no. How fast were you really going? And I said, hey, about 65. He goes, well, you're lucky you didn't need it. That could have been ugly, and he was right. So they take off. Everybody takes off. My wife gives me a ride over to Raw Custom Cycles, and they still have my bike because that bike takes a tire that is difficult to find in stock. So it's on back order, and then I told them, while you're there, let's uh, beef up those shocks a little bit uh, to make that ride a little smoother. Let's do a tune-up. Let's do an oil change. Let's make sure that belt's fine. Check those brakes for me. And, of course, make sure those tires are good. And that is why the good folks at Raw Custom Cycles in Chino Valley are our unofficial sponsor for this week. And last, Raw Customs at rawcustomsaz.com. Give them a call for your motorcycle and auto needs. You can call them at 928-636-RAWW. That is 928-636-7299. Raw Customs. They specialize in cycles and autos and also get into some tricked-out audio systems as well as powder coating for your custom paint and all that good stuff. RawCustomsAZ.com, the unofficial sponsor for getting my bike and my big fat butt off the highway a couple of weeks ago. So we want to thank the good folks at Raw Customs for that. I have rambled long enough. Um but like I said, this was a, a way to fill some time as well as get a few things off my chest, including me doing some man-type work. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what I'm imparting to my son, my little nine-year-old, uh, because I am not a, uh, I am not a, a handy kind of guy. I don't know my way around tools. I have worked in construction uh, enough to know that I should not be working in construction. I have done enough home repairs to know that I, I, I do not do so well. Uh, I am comfortable enough to do things with my vehicles in general maintenance, but nothing major. And, um, and uh, I, I'm not sure what I, what I'm, what I'm laying down there for my son. 
uh, in future years. But uh, let's hope at least he uh, he is taking away from me the ability to enjoy life, enjoy a laugh or two, and uh, and the ability to uh, to carry on a conversation and have a good time. So. That's what I hope he's taking away from uh, from me, because he sure ain't learning how to use a hammer, and he sure ain't learning how to uh, how to not fall off a roof. Um, but that's that's my time. I might drop a little something on the end here. I'm not sure, but uh, check out everything over at the podcast radio network, podcastradionetwork.net. They are uh, very. Uh, very nice to us in in rebroadcasting our show each and every week, and we wanted to make sure that they had something to plug in that time. Uh, above all, go out, support local artists, support local musicians, support local everything in your area, wherever you happen to live. If that is stand-up comedy, if that is improv, if that's theater, if that's music, if that's the visual arts, whatever it happens to be, get out there experience it for yourself and show those artists you support them and support the businesses that support the artists. Uh, We've mentioned it before. The Raven Cafe here in Prescott, Arizona is uh, a huge supporter of the local arts, both comedic, spoken word, music, and visual. They fill their wa- their walls with uh, works from local artists and fill their stage and speakers with the uh, the local musicians and, and storytellers from this area. Find a place like that where you live. Find a third space. Find a Newton. Find a whatever it happens to be. Um, Grand Avenue Pizza with their comedy nights, uh, the Devil's Advocate right across the street from the Tempe Improv, and of course the comedy clubs like the Tempe Improv, like Stand Up Live, like the Punchline in San Francisco, like the world's famous uh, comedy store in L.A. and in La Jolla, uh, places we have all visited and we enjoy, but uh, but seek out those smaller venues. Sneak, s- seek out those those coffee shops, those restaurants, those sandwich places, those pizza places that give a voice, give a stage to local artists so that they can uh, they can stretch their artistic muscles and explore the thoughts in their mind. And who knows, uh, especially in this area, you come up to the Raven on their open mic nights, you come up to Mark's Beer Garden on their open mic nights, you never know. If yours truly might be up there telling a story or two, I guarantee you it won't be this long. So if you've already fell asleep, you're not hearing this. But uh, uh, we enjoy getting in front of people and talking and telling stories, making you laugh a little bit. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Use that Amazon link at milehighshow.com as a way to support the show. Go on iTunes. Go on uh, Google Music, Google Podcasts. And leave us a rating and a review. Uh, go on our website, milehighshow.com. Shoot us an email through the Contact Us page. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know if you hate us. We don't care. Give us a bad review. I don't care. Uh, shoot me an email telling me how much you hate this and why you hate it. Then I can uh, I can get better at uh, maybe doing something a little bit better. Uh, we did get a review recently. Um, 
Prescott E-News, Louis Lamaster over at Prescott E-News is doing a uh, podcast rating and review. Uh, every week he's doing a few, and uh, we were on there today. He ranks us. If you... Uh, he doesn't do like a star system. It's headphones. So you got zero headphones up to five headphones is like your five star. Uh, and we at the Mile High Show this week received a five headphone rating from Lewis Lamaster. So thank you, Lewis. And thank you, Lynn, his wife, for uh, giving another outlet for you to hear local podcasts like myself, like the Ronnie and Bo show, like uh like the other ones that are on there. So check out com. Check out all of our back episodes at milehighshow.com. And please use that Amazon link so I don't have to go to your house and borrow money. Thanks for tuning in. Shut up! You talk! Take a long walk. You talk too much.